Join us and unwind with a good book. Welcome to Relaxing Reads. Hello, welcome back to another Relaxing Reads podcast with Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Josie. And myself, Josie, and a special guest who you've heard on many Relaxing Reads podcasts, Simone. Hello. You had to get in on this one because it's Britney Spears. I did. And I was telling Ryan uh, before uh, we got into the studio that I am a super fan, super, super fan. And so uh, when I found out you two wanted to do this, I was like, yes, I'm going to be a part of this discussion. Yes. So, of course, the world found out she was dropping this book. Uh, A lot of, you know, pretty like bombshell moments came out before the book was even released or shortly thereafter. And everyone was talking about it, specifically about the Justin part. We are a little further down the road now. So it's been out for a couple of months. And I feel like we have some perspectives that need to be chatted about that have not been because they weren't necessarily as flashy as the whole Justin abortion story. Do you guys agree? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yep. Okay. Yep. There's a lot more to it than just that. And I feel like that's really all that's been talked about. So let's go around the room, first of all, and just talk about the biggest takeaway you had, you know, whether reoccurring throughout reading this book or at the end you closed it and just thought, wow, blank. Ryan, fill in the blank. Biggest takeaway for me is how overwhelmingly sad this life has been and this memoir is not being a super fan but definitely growing up in a world where britney's music has been everywhere it was like even at the height of her fame the happiness was fleeting it this book starts really sad and gets in with her family and and how she grew up and it it really is a sad story Mm -hmm. and that was my biggest takeaway is just how sad uh, her life has been when you kind of you've got this view of her from the outside and you think oh she's rich and famous and beautiful pop singer massive tours and there really was a lot of darkness and sadness and alone and just wanting to find somebody to love her um so that biggest takeaway for me was was how sad yes this life has seemed yes oh my god yes simone what about you you know for me similar i mean i grew up following everything she's done. So for me, just understanding she's still there. There have been moments where she's been pictured as being so vacant and so out of touch with reality because sometimes this is how the media has portrayed her. So just reading about the moments and her explaining why the performance uh, at you know an award show was so terrible. Well, it's because she was having a panic attack before and she had to be put on stage and she knew it was going to be terrible. And so just, just being able to to hear her words and her express it like that was that is kind of the biggest thing is that she's still there she's always been here been there even though at times it was like no she's not all there Mm -hmm. it's like she was but she just finally got to explain certain things that came out in the media and why that is why she did certain things yeah for me i really never understood the magnitude of the conservatorship. I was flabbergasted. I am so mad on her behalf. I can't believe that any one person or state can have that level of control over someone who 
in my opinion, didn't need it. I, 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 I just, I know we're only hearing one side of the story. And I was very, I reminded myself of that throughout the book. Okay, well, we're only hearing her truth. But even if her truth is 50% of the actual truth, she did not deserve to be confined, restricted, isolated, have all of her rights and freedoms taken away. I mean, she lived a more confined life than some people who have murdered others do. 100%. and, And no one is paying for that. Her father, like, there's no no criminal charges are going to be put against her father for, I think, the emotional abuse that he put her through. It's like, I, I just, yeah, I, I was so shocked learning the layers of that conservatorship and the jail that she was essentially in for, was it seven years? Seven years. 13 years. 13 years. 13 years. 13 years, yeah. And when you look back, like for her to say, I could only spend $200 a week in this, and you look at those 13 years, other celebrities who were doing, you know, crazier things were out still having dinner, getting photographed, paparazzi. Britney just disappeared. Mm -hmm. Yet, she would appear, do her Vegas shows, do albums, and still work, but yet, she was not fit to Mm -hmm. do anything. So that is why it was so insane. It seems kept under it. It seems so clear when you read the book and she says it multiple times. I was there to make money for my father (laughs) and he it was all about him controlling her so that she could continue to make money for him. Ultimately, that's that's what it feels like to me that that was the big takeaway for me. Yeah, it was feed the Britney engine Mm -hmm. the corporation and make into big money. Yeah, not just for her dad. For her, where was the rest of her the whole family? family? She's making them money. They're still living in her homes, enjoying life, taking vacations. So it was almost like just, you know, like we don't really care about her, mm-hmm. um, but she pays the bills. Mm-hmm. There was a naiveness for me on that conservatorship. Uh, it, I I just thought her dad was taking care of her finances. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And when I'm reading this and it's like, this is what you can eat. These are the pills you have to take. We're taking your kids away. We're institutionalizing you. You know, basically in these uh, retreats, which are not retreats, you are locked down, borderline straitjacket. There was a naiveness to my understanding of this that this floored me, uh, which how she was treated for 13 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Simone, (laughs) was the book what you? expected obviously you had some thoughts going into it some expectations was it everything you expected it to be and more or less yeah you know i just wanted answers from her you know i remember when she finally was fighting her conservatorship and she went to court and how well she spoke in her dialogue when for years we've been told that she really doesn't have that mental capacity and she went in there and she rocked it so for me you know following her career and her journey and understanding from her perspective why, like I said, certain things happened, why there was the shaving of the head, why there was the umbrella incident, mm-hmm. you know, the the postpartum that she dealt with. Like she just had a lot of mental health struggles and it's sad because she wasn't able to get the support. So for me, it answered a lot of questions that I would just see um, come out in the media and, and things that were said about her. And I was like, okay, 
now I understand why that situation happened. And when you have a moment where she's at her worst, her children have been taken away. And that's kind of, it seems like that's the only thing in this world that matters to her is her children. That constantly she just says, my boys are my world. And, you know, and then you have paparazzi like smirking at her and, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, happy that she's in her downfall. So that part just, it really hurt, but also it, it, it clarified a lot of things um, for me. So I think that was just it. I was just so happy to hear her answer a lot of questions I think many of us had. Yeah, yeah, her side, her perspective. I agree with you. It gave me a lot of insight. I admit, back when she entered the conservatorship, I remember thinking this is probably a good thing. She probably needs this. Mm-hmm. But that's because we saw all those moments. We only saw one side of them. Yes. And, and that. But we didn't know why. So it's like, oh, my gosh, something's happened. But yes. she, we're not understanding that this is why it's happening. And then and now I know what she was dealing with. And I think, oh, my gosh, I would have done the exact same thing, maybe times 10. If someone took my children away from me, I would lose my mind. I would lose my mind. And I would risk everything to get them back. And and then she kind of tried that, but then very quickly understood she would really never see her children again if she didn't play by the rules. Wild. Ryan, the most shocking revelation for you. At the speed of which how things happened to her in her life. Things took off. It seemed really, really quick. You know, like in the 2001, she's already doing the Super Bowl halftime show. The albums are just massive so that there's that phase. I think it's that early, like late 90s, early 2000s, where it's like a three or four year spent where it's just she is the biggest thing on the planet. It is just massive. And it's the speed at which all that happened. Um, and then the kind of the revelation of uh, of that conservatorship is looking back on it. And I remember just everyone seemed really bloodthirsty and watching this woman's downfall. And it, you know, was maybe peak TMZ or TMZ's, I don't know if I didn't check my timeline if they're new on the scene, but it just felt like we are waiting for this woman's demise. We're all mm -hmm. watching with bated breath for the, the inevitable headline to pop up. You know, we've lost Britney. And reading her story it's just like you you get it. You you just get it. And it's just like they they portrayed this woman as this wild shaved head umbrella incident and it was just like there is a story going on back here folks that is not justifying these actions but is definitely fueling what's happening here mm -hmm. so the speed at which things the fame kind of escalated and that conservatorship the behind the scenes story yes. when we were such a felt really bloodthirsty and and you know as i'm watching the crown again and watching what happened to another woman diana and that yeah. paparazzi frenzy you know in the in the late 90s there are the infatuation and how it it just completely can change lives. You saying that head like the headline of waiting, oh, Brittany has died or something happened to her, but yet she wasn't out hardcore partying. She's not out there taking all these drugs. Like we've seen other celebrities that you're looking at them and you're like, whoa, they are spiraling hard. And, you know, they still make it. They hit rock bottom and get out where she wasn't doing any of that so it was like why is she gonna die it's just is she gonna is she gonna hurt herself or what is she gonna do but it's it's true it was out there for a while where you were you were concerned but you were like i don't know what's gonna happen yeah it's like I, a, a, a tragic story playing out in real life it does it feels like i know this is a buzzword right now but it, it feels like there were years and years of gaslighting where everyone around her made her feel crazy and nobody asked her if she was okay 
Nobody, because they didn't want to know the answer. And, you know, there were there wasn't a photographer from TMZ when she was freaking out and losing her mind that asked her, are you okay? Do you need help? They would just instead antagonize her to get to get her to swear at them or hit them because that would sell more. So money shot. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a product. Or the people that asked her if she was okay had something in it for them. Like, I always feel like K-Fed was that guy when she was, you know, coming out of a relationship with Justin and he was just like, here, let me be here for you. But of course, he had his own motive. So it's like she couldn't really have people around her she trusts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wild. What about for you? What are some of your feelings on Britney before and now after reading the book? So I already touched on a little bit. I I remember at that time, I thought, oh, yeah, no, she's losing it. And, you know, this is probably good. She needs help. And now, so many years later, hearing what was going through her mind and hearing I didn't I also didn't know anything about her childhood, really. I didn't know that, you know, her dad was an alcoholic, that her parents screamed and fought at each other late into the night so that to the point where Brittany couldn't get any sleep and would beg them to stop. Her brother got into a near-death accident when they were young, and that was extremely traumatic. Uh, She had a very, you know, her dad then just kind of like her mom and dad eventually divorced and he just kind of took off. And then it was her and her mom and she was drinking with her mom at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, her mom obviously thought, okay, like you're my ticket. And so she was taking Britney to do shows and going to casting calls and agents and Partially Brittany liked it. Partially she just wanted to be at home with her friends living, you know, her life in Louisiana. You learn about another generation back, how extremely messed up her family was, how her grandmother, sorry, her grandfather, so her dad's dad, put his wife, maybe even, was it two wives, into a mental, mm-hmm. in, yeah. into mental institutions. And one of them eventually died in there. So it's like... All these light bulbs going off. Oh, my gosh. Brittany was put on lithium like her grandmother was. And it's like I hadn't even heard about that. But when she was doing her testimony in court to fight that conservatorship, that's what she was saying. She was like, I was put on things that I did not need to be put on. And why were they finding out about that 13 years later? Where was, again, the the, the judicial system failed her miserably. I feel like she should sue the state of California for billions of dollars because where were the check-ins? Where were people, you know, saying like, okay, so sorry, you're on what and why? You don't need to be on that. Because everybody was paid. They were under the dad staff. Yes. So it was like the lawyers are paid. The doctors are probably paid to go in and they're just like, yeah, she's fine. So can you cut me my check? Because you want to keep her under this conservatorship. So we are just going to sign off on it. Yeah. And again, that's when you usually would have another family member like a mom step in and be like, "Okay, let me go check or a sibling or or, or even a good friend. Where were all the this this, the close people? Like, Mm -hmm. where was anybody in her life? Well, they were out writing books about it. Like Jamie Lynn comes out with a book. Her mom comes out with a book without any just cashing in on the Britney story in their words. Instead of that voice of help, that hand like reaching out for love and support. It's like, no. How can we cash in? Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. 
And it's funny because, again, a lot of people when the book first came out were talking about Justin and the fact that in this book, Brittany reveals that she had an abortion and that her and Justin didn't tell a soul that she she you know underwent the abortion at home. It was extremely traumatic for her. And then the aftermath of that and then how Justin eventually broke up with her very unceremoniously through a text, I believe it was, and how heartbroken she was because he really was her true love. And even his family, because they were together, they really grew up together. And his family was more normal than hers. And she was so close to them and felt so comfortable and loved and, and warm and safe with them. And so she lost all of that. And then she goes through her other relationships and marriages and annulments. And and then, you know, Kevin comes along. And I actually got a lot of insight into her side of that relationship as well. Because, again, I think right now most people look at Kevin and think, oh, wow, what a stand-up, what a stand-up dad. Took these kids, gave them a safe home, etc. But did he or did he paint their mother to be this certain person and, you know, alter how they feel about her. I'm just asking questions because, of course, I don't know this. And it is so much more complicated than any of us could even imagine, even after reading the book. And we could read a book from him and still not have the answers necessarily. But again, it just it just ultimately gives me so much more compassion and empathy for her. That's just it. Like you say, you know, the father was in control of the children for so long, too. And he probably struck up a deal with uh, with Kevin Federline as well. And this is what she once said. She, you know, I went and watched her in Vegas and she was incredible. But yet she was under this conservatorship. So I was like, but wait a minute. Like if something is going on with you, like, you know, any of us, if we're having a bad day, a bad mental health day, it's hard to come into work and do your job, right? Like you have things on your mind. You might need to take that time off or process your feelings. Here she is on stage, not missing a beat, doing her dancing, performing. And that's why she always said, so I'm good enough to work and be on a stage and go to Vegas three nights a week, not miss a show, not cancel anything. There was no vocal strain. There was no Britney broke her leg. (laughs) It was like she performed, performed, performed. And yet it was like, and then you go straight on a helicopter back to your LA home and then you stay there. You don't get to go out with your friends and celebrate a successful night. You don't get to do what like Adele's doing right now and Katy Perry's doing and have this fun experience. So that was the whole part where it was like, she was okay in some capacity, but yet we kept being told she was not okay. So it, it was, you know, that whole thing. So it was like Kevin taking the children. It was like, yeah, their mom's not really well enough to take care of them, but she's well enough to make you guys millions of dollars every year. Doesn't yeah. make sense. A mom who's not well to take care of her children would be in a facility getting help, you know, taking things to better herself. She's not going to be on stage three nights a week performing, but yet she can't parent. The right kind of help and the right kind of facility. And Ryan, you talked about that a little bit earlier. You touched on the facilities that she was in and how maybe they weren't the right ones. And there was a big moment when near the end of the book where she was in this one facility and it was a nurse who actually showed her what was happening outside and that fans were starting to rise up with this free Britney movement and this nurse let Britney see it. And it was like for the first time she thought, oh my gosh, I do have people who care about me on the outside. And 
could potentially support me trying to get out of this. And it was just a another <laughs> wild moment. moment. I think that was the moment where I was like, yes, we are asking the questions. Where is Brittany? Is Brittany okay? Why is she still locked up? And it was the fans who did that. The yeah. fans that finally came to the realization, something is not adding up here. Something does not make sense. And that is where, you know, she says that she got the strength to go into court and fight because I think maybe she was so lonely and to herself that maybe she thought there is there is nothing for me. I'm this is how the rest of my life is going to be because her family is not helping her. The people around her are not helping her. So it was truly one of those like nobody cares about me. Nobody wants to help me. And then when she saw that, she's like, wait a minute, I can do this. And that was like the moment for her. Yeah, when you've been held down that long, it it probably feels Normal. helpless. Yeah. You know, and there's what am I going to do? This is this is my life. And it's I'm year after year of this being held down and then to finally see this, these voices coming up where free Brittany. Pretty powerful, actually. Ryan, you said your biggest takeaway was just how sad and dark her life has been overall. And I 100% agree with you. What do you hope for her future? I hope, I mean, it's, it was really good to read her words. I hope there's there's some light there. It does sound to me, you know, I'm not a huge fan, so it seems to me she's keeping a bit of a quieter life. Um, you know, as the book ends, you learn she's lost touch and no longer communicates with anyone in her family. Um, and now I've since learned she's in the process of divorcing Sam, who I, in the book she's still mm -hmm. with and yeah. sounds like this really positive influence in her life. And now that's, um, it sounds like it's come to an end. Uh, she does come across as a survivor to me. Um, she's proved she's a survivor and it does leave me curious to see what's next for her. It does seem like she is taking some time, but you know, the book starts, like you, you say, generations of alcoholism, suicide, you know, it, right from the get go. And the whole thing is, is really, really sad. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm hopeful that she can find what she needs. I mean, she talks about with that, with KFED, that first time she met him, and being held in the pool. And it just seemed to me as a woman who's just looking for that touch, that holding, that life, we're going to be okay. You know, I've got you. Something and that was actually authentic. Like searching for, yes. And sincere. Yeah. Like someone was yeah. going to take care of her versus her feeling like she has to take care of everyone else. You've got it. We're going to have some kids. We're going to have a beautiful home. I'm going to feel the love. And it just, it seems like she's still searching for that, especially with the, with the end of this um uh, Sam relationship. So I'm hopeful for. And a lot of us, I think if we've got strong relationships with our family or our parents, we kind of grow up, you know, being like, okay, I know what it's like to be comforted and taken care of. And you have that stronger backbone. But her parents weren't even there for her to do that. Her siblings weren't there for her to do that. So it's like she's just led such a lonely life. And, you know, she, she is so, she had like so much potential. She's capable of incredible things. And it was just stripped away from her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She talked a lot about her faith and she talked a lot at the end, not all the way through the book, but at the end, you really get the sense that that's why she's still here. And that's, she managed somehow to hold on to some hope. She said multiple times, I shouldn't be here. I'm surprised I didn't end my life, but she has her faith and I think her naivete, which she again admits throughout the book and talks about, um, maybe helped her 
with that hope as well. Uh, she's been beaten down so brutally uh, emotionally that I, I think she is forever a changed person. I definitely don't think she's the same person that she was when she was a child after everything that she's been through. And I honestly don't know if she even has the right support system around her right now to to live the life that I want for her. <laughs> mm. um, because I don't know if she's in a place where she can even make the right choices about who to bring into her life. I feel like I'm all mama bear about Brittany and I'm, I'm just very concerned about her in this moment and where her life is going. But she is incredibly strong. That is for sure. And if she can just harness that strength and believe in herself and her intuition... I hope for really great things for her. Me too. I mean, I think that's just it. I'm, I'm glad everyone's likely what off her payroll now, right? Like everybody's been cut <laughs> off. Mommy, daddy, yes. everybody. So let's hope that that's good because now they're going to start. Well, isn't uh, Jamie Lynn Spears coming out with Zoe 102 now? So they're like, oh, we got to make some money off her now. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I think that's just it. I think she needs to take this time to process and and figure it out. And I feel like after reading this, I think she, she can do it. It's just probably going to take some time. And it's nice to see that she had positive influence from people like Madonna and Paris Hilton in her life. And, you know, Elton John coming Elton, to yes. her with that song you know, when she really massive, needed it. it. Yes. yes. She really yeah. needed yeah. that. You know, this book deal. That's great. That's putting money in her pocket that she owns. <laughs> I think there's a follow up coming. Yes. Oh, that's what I heard. Somehow. Well, that's what some fans. Well, I guess the story's still over. Some fans, I was looking at like kind of the reviews on the book and a lot of people like me were like, oh, I'm so happy to just have heard her side on certain things that we heard about, you know, differently. But then there were a lot of people that were like, we wanted to hear about things we didn't kind of already know. We wanted to hear a little more insight about some of the other things she's done in her life or fun things or that have been private. But I really don't know if she's had any of those moments outside of kind of what we've seen. So hopefully this time where she's private and I know some people watch her Instagram and they're like, what is she doing? Just let her have fun. She's kind of just said, I'm not recording for, you know, any specific person. I'm not going to do videos. I'm not going to do stuff. I'm going to do it on my own terms and I'm just going to live my life. And I think that's what most of the fans are saying is just she's free now. Just let her be. Let her have fun. She's not hurting anyone. Like she says in the book, am I murdering someone? Like, why am I being stripped of all my rights? Just Mm -hmm. let her dance. She likes to dance. She likes music. Let her be. Okay. So 30 seconds around the room. Ryan, do you recommend the book? Yes, I, I think so. It, <laughs> okay, uh, elaborate. You have to elaborate. The book is, I'm surprised there's no photos. I don't know a biography that doesn't have a little glossy photo section. And maybe that's what you, your point is speaking to. Maybe there wasn't a ton she wanted to include there. But that was, I, I think, yes. Yeah, give it a read. It's easy. It's quick. Uh, and it's interesting to see it in her, her words. Simone? Yeah, same thing. You know, it's a quick read. I read it in a day. And uh, I think you, you'll you just get some insight. I was, you know, saying like I my husband's always like, oh, yeah, she's a little bit crazy. I'm like, you can't call her crazy because you don't understand her. But that's the general perception. So I'm like, read the book. It'll hopefully give you a little bit of insight onto who she is as a person. And hopefully you can cheer her on. There it is. Britney Spears, the woman in me. Thank you for kicking back and relaxing with us. We hope you'll join us again on Relaxing Reads.